0: Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch
1: this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. All right, welcome back in here to The Grid. It is SportsGrid.com. Sierra the early line, hour number two here, Joe Area alongside... Dane Martinez, as we continue to uh, take a look here at the upcoming NFL draft, which will uh, which will be taking place just about a week uh, from today here, guys, and uh, we're excited uh, because well, it'll be our first opportunity really to dive into uh, some uh, shall we say uh, prop bets here that will give us an opportunity to do a little handicapping, a little wagering, kind of get a little sense of normalcy. Normally, this time of year, we'd be pulling our hair out one way or the other, but now uh, we get to focus our attention on the draft, and uh, we've maintained and will continue to maintain here at this point that the draft is, uh, how this entire draft is going to unfold, I think the tempo is going to be set in the first five picks. It's going to see uh, what happens with uh, Tua. And Tua is interesting from the standpoint of Nobody has spent more time uh, trying to sell the world on Tua um, than Lee Steinberg, his agent, and Tua themselves, especially over the last couple of weeks. But the problem is, the more they do that, Dane, the more we continue to hear about how more and more teams uh, are bringing up and raising the point of his injuries and that his injuries are too significant to ignore and may be too significant to risk, A, moving all the way up the draft or mortgaging, you know, the future on taking him. Uh, and there is more and more of that. And this is where I don't think, obviously, uh, the coronavirus uh, is a friend of two is here in any way, shape, or form because the ability of teams not to be able to bring him in and, and do the kinds of things that they want. A lot of teams are going to have to go in blind on this. And I don't think a lot of teams – are comfortable with doing that, so we continue to hear that do not be surprised if TuA continues to slide down the draft. you've got red flags physically across the board all year long. we've talked about it um, no team has had their ability to have their doctor go in and and right. you know well, and examine and this video. is all true I mean and we also know for a fact that that alone would have hit this location. We do know other players who have had this. And, you know, Dennis Pitt is one of them. We, and a well, lot of these guys are like, eh, it's, um, it's real. It ain't easy, guys. Like, it, it just ain't easy. And again, if this was a left tackle or, or a cornerback, this is your quarterback. This is a guy that sure. you are bringing in to be your face of your franchise. And it's also going to be somebody who whatever well, and I mean, whatever general manager chooses Tua, you are married to Tua, okay? And at that particular point, his success is directly tied to your success. And <laughs> if he's not, you're done. Uh, so if he can't play in three or four years or he's not the player that we thought, congratulations, you're out of a job. So uh, I get the talk, and, and it's real. And uh, But I think it also – if I, if he's there at 23, does it matter? Um, yeah, you're yeah, going to take valid. a shot on tour at 23 because you didn't think he was going to be there. Right. Uh, but I do think a question, again, five and six, is the red flags too much, given what they know or what they don't know at this point, to go ahead and pass up drafting him? It's going to be a fascinating... I don't think it's as easy, as cut and dry as a lot of people do, I, but I, I do understand... The uh, the more and more conversations that are happening among teams with it's just he's too risky he's just too risky at this point.
0: And Joe, you know, even in hour one, the idea of like when the nation opens up to sports, we talked about it as managing risk, right? The idea of these GMs. Uh, picking with no pro days and no physicals yep. and all that stuff. We've talked about them yep. managing risk. It all comes down to managing risk. I'm staring at a mock draft right now, you know, that has uh, the Chargers taking Isaiah Simmons at six Correct. after Herbert's off the board and passing on Tua, right? And 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 here's the other thing. We've talked about regardless of the injury history, Joe. We've talked about other things that there's more risk with Tua. He's played against. He played against uh, with with the biggest offensive line and with great playmakers on the outside. Will that translate? We're also I heard an interview with Nick Saban earlier this week where he said literally a lot of these injuries come because Tua is a guy who wants to extend the play, wants to be one of those playmakers. I love him in the NFL, Joe. I talk about him all the time. Whether you're Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson, the question is, could this injury history mean that he ain't that guy anymore? That he's a more conservative quarterback, and then is he worth the risk, right? So you mentioned 23. I mm-hmm. want to play a game, Joe. What do you think is the lowest he would possibly go, okay? Because here's the thing, Joe. We know about 5 and 6, Miami and the Chargers, right? right. You talk about 23, that's, I believe, the New England Patriots, right? So this, if for him to get to 23, that means a handful of other teams that sort of have a need at quarterback would also pass on him after number six, right? So that, for example, oh, I don't know, the Jaguars at nine, if they had Tua still there, would they pass? Oh, I don't know, the Dolphins at 18, would they pass on him again? The Raiders would have to pass on Tua not once, but twice. right? You know, similar with the Jaguars. We talked about Tampa Bay. Would they pass on someone like this to be the heir apparent of Tom Brady sitting right there falling in their lap. I wonder what is the lowest you think he would go? Would it be 23 in the pats or would he never get past say 14 or the Colts pick or one of these other picks?
1: Yeah, I know. I do think that if he, um, and and I do think he'll go somewhere in the top 10 because if he doesn't go five or six, then I do think there will be a team that will jump up and and try to move up to get him, right? Uh, So I do think he'll go top 10. Uh, The question really will remain with me is, if he's there at six, um, what do the Chargers do? Uh, If they go with Herbert, uh, the Miami Dolphins at five, um, who, what, where, and how? I'd be willing to bet nobody jumps up to get him in the first five. Nobody's going to leapfrog Miami. Right, so I think they it's going to it, see him
0: falling. Right.
1: And exactly.
0: the <clears throat> then,
1: it, then it comes down to who is going to, you know, what is Miami going to do and who do they like? <clears throat> who do they like more? Excuse me. That, uh, that they would be willing to pass on to and yeah. let, uh, let the chips fall where they may. I think it's going to be fascinating because to me, it's obviously five and six quarterback needy teams in yeah. the future, but how much and at what cost. And if he falls past the chargers,
0: Right. Then phones are going to start ringing off the hook. And the fact that everyone needs Wi-Fi, yep. you know, is during this, that's when it gets very interesting. I agree with you, yep. Joe. If the Chargers at six, you know, take Isaiah Simmons
1: yep, right,
0: or take uh, one of the offensive linemen or something like that. Yep. Then it's like, oh, snap. And some of these other quarterback needy teams, whether they're the Raiders, the Jaguars, uh, the Patriots, you know, anybody else. That was thinking about getting the third round quarterback and now sees the opportunity to go get, you know, the Steelers, let's say, you know, any other team out there would be like, oh, snap, we got a chance to go up and get them. Then that's where the fun, I think, begins. Right. And listen, Jacksonville has two picks. The Raiders have two picks. A lot of teams have the capital to move around. But the other thing that's interesting to me here, Joe, is, you know, okay, the Chargers and Tua. If the Chargers also see another universe where they can get Isaiah Simmons, let's say, and pick up the phone and call Cam Newton, you know what I mean, Joe? Because I know I'm a Chargers truther and all this stuff, and we've had plenty of jokes about it. That's a good question, though. Yep. Yep. Outside of the quarterback position, the Chargers have a damn good roster, Joe. You know what I mean? And so if they could add a defensive stud like Simmons or Akuda or whoever it might be, and then you just plop Cam Newton, Onto that roster, I I believe you have a playoff team, Joe.
1: Yep, I agree with you. I I think there is a uh, a very good possibility that that is something that could shape what's going to happen here for this year and I think a few years to come. Somebody is going to land him. Where are they going to land him? And are they in a position to be able to allow him? And then really, because that's the other thing with this, right? If you draft him, in the top five. Yeah. You can't sit his ass. Like, you He's just you can't. So, I mean, uh, it's a tough... You know, Tyrod Taylor's telling everyone in the world, this is going to be my year. I'm ready to go. Now, all of a sudden, charges go up and get two, Or even if they trade <laughs> up to jump Miami, you think? Right. They ain't playing his ass? Like, hey, hell right. no. So...
0: And I'm hearing that Anthony Lynn, the head coach there in the Chargers, are like, they legitimately like Terod. I know. right? And and maybe that's true. Maybe that's not. All I'm saying, and call me jaded if you want, Joe, but outside of the quarterback position, this Chargers team is a ready-win-now kind of roster. Okay? So, and we talk about this all the time, Joe, where teams are in their cycle, right? I, I know they just moved on from Phillip Rivers. I know. But like this team is, is deep and stacked, has some veterans. Their window, if they got a legit quarterback and there are some out there, right. right? They could win right now. My question is literally, if you take a tour or another kid and we're talking about two years from now, when they're in their prime, oh yeah, well, where's Keenan Allen? You know, that idea. <laughs> yeah. all, all of a sudden, Melvin Ingram, you know, is a little bit older. That secondary is not as strong. And you miss the window. The window from the Chargers, if they get a quarterback who can hit the ground running, is right effing now, Joe.
1: It's correct. It's going to be, I think that everything that night is going to settle upon what happens at five and six. Yep. Uh because I'm fairly certain the top three are pretty much written in stone. So you're good to go there. It's just what happens. With that, uh, with that four, five, six mark there, those three teams there with the Giants uh, answering the phone. If somebody right. planning on moving up, but they ain't moving up for anybody other than uh, Tua. So it'll be interesting to see. And listen, crazier things have happened. Sure. I mean, we've uh, we've seen especially at the top of the board. You know, we mentioned the the Jets earlier there when yeah. um, you know the Jets over the last couple of years hanging out at five and six. Dan all of a sudden didn't realize that holy crap, you know, what is uh, what is Williams still doing on the board here? What is, yeah. you know, there are, I, we get it, there are some crazy things that happen here, and I do think the first five uh, are going to tell us everything we need to know about what happens for the rest, at least in the first round.
0: Yeah, and like I said, the, the fact that, I'm calling it Cam Newton for now, okay, Joe, right. but the fact that there is also another route, Yep. that the Chargers could go. And you
1: better be right? a <laughs> that's a legitimate route. <laughs> right, yep. and
0: that's the thing. So it just complicates it and gives the Chargers options, I would say, right? Yep. Do they? Let's say a team does leapfrog Miami out of nowhere to take the fourth overall pick to draft uh, Tua, and then the Dolphins do draft Herbert, let's say. Well, the Chargers have plan yep. B. His name is Cam Newton or Jameis Winston, correct. whatever the case may be. But here you go. My, uh, we talked about some of the defensive teams, Joe. So Miami. So
1: what happens if yeah. the Chargers don't grab a quarterback? What do you mean? I Where mean would, if they uh, love Tyrod, right? And yeah. and let's say that Anthony Lynn is bullish on Tyrod, which is of a course. possibility. He's yeah. he loves his running game. Yep. You know, he's got what do the Chargers do at six? Yeah. If I they think. don't go Herbert, let's say Tua goes to Miami. They don't want oh. Herbert. They they they're good and at quarterback. Are they going offensive line? Are I they... Think
0: they either take the offensive lineman oh. or Isaiah Simmons, whichever one the Giants Which, or don't
1: or Akuda or whoever right. one it is that's I'm there.
0: Okuda's off the board at three. Three, right, right? Let's just say that, and we'll do this in our mock draft. Right. But I then think the Chargers get to pick either or, and they pick either Simmons or whichever lineman they have highest rated. Interesting. And that would be great. Interesting. <laughs> What's wrong with that? Right. Yeah
1: because well, I think... I don't I don't know if people are, are talking about that. They just kind of assume there's going to be this battle between the Dolphins right. and the Chargers. Suppose they're not. Suppose the Chargers are like, we got our quarterback, guys. We're if, good.
0: If the Chargers secretly truly believe they can go at it with Tyrod, or they're starting to, behind the scenes, lay the groundwork for finding a team-friendly one-year prove-it deal for Cam Newton, let's okay. say. Okay, right, right, right. Which right. is possible. Absolutely right. possible, right? Yep. Then... They are left with, I believe, their number one offensive lineman on the board yep. or Isaiah Simmons, whichever right. one the Giants don't take. And, yep. and let's say that you get a Tristan Wurst, let's say, and you put him right there on that line or Terod or Cam Newton or you get Isaiah Simmons, right? And right. you add to that defense that I think, Joe, honestly, is a solid defense, right?
1: Yep. Uh, they're great
0: at the back end. They have Boza and Ingram there. Yep. Then you're talking about Joe then what you're talking about is their next pick. Guess what, Joe? It's the fifth pick overall in the second round, number 37 overall. Yep. We've had this discussion. You're telling me maybe they like Hurts uh, because it's the same kind of scheme? They're going at it with Tarad, They're going at it with Cam. They want. You've heard Anthony Lynn say he wants a dual-threat quarterback?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, get me Isaiah Simmons at six. Sign me Cam Newton, a one-year deal, or, uh, or, or Jameis even. And then I draft Jalen Hurts at number 37 overall, or number 71 overall even. That's a viable path, Joe. And then think about it. They got Cam Newton right now for a win-now team. And you just got the best defensive or one of the best defensive players in the draft, at like Isaiah Simmons at number six. That makes the Chargers, honestly, Joe, I'll go, quick, I'll go hit the over on their win total. Yep. I'll hit yes on playoffs if you tell me Cam Newton is their starting quarterback and they got a, a stud at the linebacker level to pair with this win-now roster.
1: What if, and again, now the what if, what if Herbert is still on the board come round 10, let's say from 10 on? Because, listen, this is a – he's another guy that we are naturally assuming it's going to be either Herbert, Tua, Tua Herbert, first two quarterbacks stuck off the board. Well, what if it's not? Because let's say, arguments say, Dolphins take Tua. Sure. Like you had said, they go ahead offensive lineman with number six. Yeah. Nothing changes beyond that. Uh, Jacksonville's not going to go Herbert. Herbert, Right? So they're going to go defense. So now all of a sudden, you could actually have Jordan Love – being drafted More. before Justin Herbert, right. um, so the, I mean, you know, Herbert is a guy that I think has all the intangibles. I like him, but he's also a guy that's lived in Eugene, Oregon, his entire life. So whoever drafts him, guess what, guys, you got him the first time away from home. Yeah, I, 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 you're gonna hand the keys to your franchise to that guy who a lot of people think underperformed on Saturdays. I. There's a good possibility to me. Herbert is still around when the Patriots at number 23 are picking. So we'll have more on that, though. We'll dive into that uh, situation and that possibility. We'll do that coming up next, coming up on the grid here, sportsgrid.com. Actually, no, we're going to stay here because I'm going to tell you right now here, Dana, because I'm not finished talking about it. I'm I'm really thinking, and I don't know where the prophets are in this. We're going to have to take a look look at at it. I think Herbert is outside the top ten. Really? I don't think he gets drafted inside the top ten.
0: So you think he's the one that falls, not necessarily? I
1: think cool. he's going I really, really do. I think that if Miami and and I'm not sold to Chargers taking a quarterback. I'm not. Right. Um and I think I might believe the hype with Tyrod. I might yeah. believe the hype. I think it's yep. gonna be fascinating. We'll find those props for you. I uh got we'll you. come back. You got it? All right, so hold on to that. We'll do yep. that when we come back here, but I believe in Anthony, I think Tyrod is spot on. I think this is his opportunity to shine. I do think Winston or somebody in the second, third, or fourth round has got, there's a lot going on here. We'll talk about it coming up next here on The Grid It is sportsgrid.com.
2: sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com
1: all right welcome back in here it is the early line where we love to dabble in the what if game and uh and we are uh, certainly doing well listen uh, we live in a what-if world right now, so whether we like it or we don't like it, and I know there's a number of people who hate living in that world, but that is where we find ourselves. What if Major League Baseball doesn't come back? What if the NBA doesn't crown a champ? What if they only play three out of five? There are a lot of what-ifs going on, right. and why not in the draft? Uh, because especially in a place where what is up is down sometimes, what is down is up, it's... Uh, it could be, be a, a topsy-turn-v-draft here. And I do think uh, when we consider some of the criticisms, and I think a lot of the mock drafts, Dane, that we are hearing and a lot of the narrative that we are hearing from the media all stems from one very, 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 very important notion that everybody seems to take as gospel, and that is... A quarterback has to be taken if he's on the board.
0: Assumptions around the quarterback, right? yeah.
1: That's it. Uh, assumptions are that you can't pass a quarterback up, no matter what. You can't pass a quarterback up. If you're there, you got to go get him. And yet, we know, right, we know as football guys and people who follow the sport, that a quarterback in the first round is about as 50-50 proposition as you are going to get. And the higher up it is, the more chance of that not working out. Now you couple in red flags galore. Tua, injuries, broken ankles, broken wrist, broken hip. That's in three years, guys, all right? That's what we're dealing with there. We're talking about a guy that doesn't throw more than 20 passes in a game in his college career because he's playing Sam Houston State, and he's up by 40 in the fourth. Um, Red flags. You're talking about a kid in Eugene, Oregon. Born, raised, lived there, never left Oregon, right? So now all of a sudden you got this kid first and foremost, going to be the franchise of your team. He's not well-rounded. He's he's in many indications, very nice guy. But it's not like Oregon, who he's never taken a snap from center under center, not like Oregon is a football uh, quarterback factory over there. We, we see what Mariota was, and uh, I don't know that a lot of people aren't going. Pretty much the same damn thing here. So, to me, if we throw that assumption out and we go this year of all years, right? Well, yes, quarterbacks, obviously, there are quarterback-needy teams. But at what cost? Um, To me, I think there are serious considerations before drafting Tua. Uh, I do think there are serious considerations before drafting Justin Herbert. And I think if the Chargers do not go quarterback, which if you are under the assumption, Dane, that that Anthony Lynn loves, uh, you know, and is very happy there with Tyrod Taylor. That's why they kept him around. Then we're good. And like you said, maybe the plan is sign Cam Newton after this or sign maybe a quarterback in the second or third round like a Jalen Hurts. All possibilities on the table, which means does Justin Herbert go outside the top 10, which I happen to think he is. And now you you looked up the prop bet. I don't think Justin Herbert goes in the top 10. I think that by the time we get to 23 with the New England Patriots, and even then it's not a guarantee, but I believe by the time we get to number 23, do not be surprised if, A, Jordan Love's off the board and Justin Herbert is on the board. Uh, and, that's, uh, and that's a reality one way or the other. I th- I, think that, I think somebody's going to get him for a steal if that happens. But I do think that's very much a possibility in this draft, Dane. What is is his draft position? What is his prop? So
0: so there's a couple of props uh, around Justin Herbert. And I'll give you that, and let's put it all together and kind of figure out where the best value is. The one thing, before we get into that, Joe, I will say, you're right. There's always these assumptions about quarterback. This year is very, very different, and I actually think unique, Um, not only because of, you know, obviously the health times that we are in, but Joe, I don't think of another year where there's another option for these mm-hmm. teams, right? There are literally right now two quarterbacks with Pro Bowl experience on their resume, Joe, that are out on the street and out of work. Okay. And Cam Newton, well, Andy Dolphins technically signed by the Cincinnati Bengals. But yes, you know what I mean, Joe? Like options is basically and James, it. And Cam and Jameis being out there you know, mm-hmm. provides another route, another option for teams. And that is very unique, Joe. Even when, like, Kirk Cousins was on the market, he was then signed before the draft, you know? Correct. Usually, these quarterbacks are not out there as kind of door number two. And so I talk about, for the Chargers, specifically in where they are in their cycle, I think door number two could be very appealing, especially as they move into a new stadium, Joe, and try to get support in a new media market. But all that, I digress. For Jordan Love, is over-under prop bet is pick five and a half, ironically, right between the Dolphins and the Chargers. There's other ways you can go about it, Joe. Joe, there's a match bet, Herbert versus straight-up Tua Tagovailoa, where Tua is only minus 135 now, and Herbert is plus only 110, Joe. This has come down a ton as it relates to the Tua market. I told you last week that that was plus 240 yep. earlier this week. That was plus 140. It is now plus 110 to a verse Herbert on the Herbert side. But then you also discussed Herbert versus Jordan Love. Joe, Herbert is now minus 950 in a straight up match bet against Jordan Love. And the other one that FanDuel now has, um, and you have to kind of infer a little bit on this one, they have will the player be drafted in the first 10 picks? Okay. Okay. And you are saying that maybe Herbert is not. Um, well, Justin Herbert, yes, in the first 10 picks show is minus 3,500.
1: I, that's I a, yeah. That's crazy. I, that's I, a I, ton,
0: right? So it doesn't have the no side of this, you know, like the yes, no, like an NFL playoff right, bet, whatever. Right. They just have the yes on in the top 10. So if Herbert is minus 3,500, okay, to be yes in the top 10, you can only imagine finding a number to bet the opposite of that would be it's got to be plus four digits
1: it has to be dane and i think that's a real possibility here
0: guys because there's two
1: spots i mean it's just basically right. two spots
0: it's often chargers
1: and if and if they and and if the Chargers legitimately but, don't go that way guys i think you're out of your mind thinking he's going to go i think there could be a you're looking for a bomb call me crazy dane i think that's, that's a wall. bomb worth having
0: yeah because then and then the only thing would be as we just talked about joe If that were to happen and Herbert or Tua, whichever one it was, Mm -hmm. is falling, does that then signal to another team they now have an opportunity to say trade up, Mm -hmm. you know, to go get them, right? To trade up in the top 10, I don't know, whether it be Carolina, whether it be Arizona, whether it be Jacksonville, who needs to stock up to go get them. That would still be in the realm of possibility and your kind of risk or your your liability for losing that bet if they do fall. But I do think it's interesting. And the same thing I asked you about, like, how far would Tua fall? It's the same question about how far Herbert would fall, right? Like, where are those quarterback-needy teams, whether Jacksonville at 9, Tampa at 14, or others would want to go get them or, you know, make that pick if it falls to them? Uh,
1: I think Tua is top 10. I think Herbert is 10 on. I really do. I do. I think there is. um, I just don't. I think there's more teams. They are using Herbert as. As leverage, right. As as leverage. But I don't think many teams look at him and say, I'm going to waste the top 10 pick on him. I just don't think it's there, guys. I really think about how little we have heard about Justin Herbert here uh, leading up to this draft. And while he had a great combine, all right, we know he's got all the tools, but tools aren't enough. It's above the shoulders. That's the problem. And he comes from a system that may require him, not even may, is going to require him to have some an adjustment period there. So, you know, it would be great if he could land in a place and he stand behind somebody but if he's drafted in the top 10 Dane, you and i both know you can't sit his right. ass on the bench and now you've got a quarterback who's never left eugene oregon who's never taken a snap from center and oh yeah he's your starting quarterback week one in the nfl like oh come on people like if there's anybody going to fall i think it's herbert that's going to go it's going to head down
0: so then that <clears throat> might be you know something like where a tampa comes in right yes. where they have they <laughs> yes. brady or you know whatever call it one or two years and they need a spot mm. for a kid to learn. You know, that could be a spot. Or can I interest you in this? Yeah, that's a good oh.
1: call. That's absolutely a good... If he's still on the board at 13 like <laughs> yeah. that?
0: Maybe they take him. You know, and they know they don't have to start him. They have him learning under Brady for a year or whatever. That it is. would be... I'd love that for Herbert. I would so, love that for Herbert. Yep. Right. And So let me ask you this, because, uh, you know, we're going to play the little game like we did to see if right. you thought there was value at offense-defense. I just mentioned it mm. to you. You know, you think Tua... No way he falls out of the top ten, right, if he's still there after right. six. Someone will go up and get him. So now you got a different value here, Joe. The Tua versus Herbert prop bet, okay? Tua is now all the way down to minus 135. You comfortable laying that juice to see that Tua gets picked before Herbert?
1: Yes, absolutely. So there's minus 135. Absolutely, because one I think Tua right is top ten. Tua is top ten. Somebody's there gonna go. If he drops and, and let's say, Miami doesn't. Charges, right. Miami doesn't. Chargers ain't going quarterback. So Chargers ain't going quarterback. Guess what? Somebody will move up go get uh, it. to go get Tua. Not Herbert, but definitely Tua.
0: So it sounds like you think it's viable and not too much juice. Joe, Tua over Herbert is minus 135 yes. right yes. now. That may be a way to put it all together, you know? Strictly uh, on
1: perception, man. And there is a reason why you hire Elise Steinberg. I don't know who Herbert's agent is, but he – ain't doing as good a job as Lee Steinberg is doing because we have brought Tua's name up here every day uh, for the last month leading up to this draft, and Herbert not a uh, peep. So to me, that's why you have a Lee Steinberg. I do think the perception of Tua being a can't-miss prospect will land him in the top 10. I think Herbert is uh, far from being in that right now.
0: All right, so here's the thing, Joe. You know, we're we're talking about the teams in the top 10 that we thought would go defense. Right. Yesterday, right? Right. And when we've been kind of talking about it, in the top 10, there's a few teams that we think are going to go offense. Right. All right. So let's see if those are values for you. And let's start with the Chargers, Joe. Mm -hmm. Right? Because you're saying, okay, we've been talking about maybe they could go the veteran route because of where their roster is. Right? So the Chargers, though, Joe, if you think it's possible that they eschew the quarterback idea and go with, like, a Simmons or someone else, Joe, the Chargers are minus 700 offense, plus 440 for defense. If you think they may want to take one of these linebackers or go a different route, you can get plus 440 that the Chargers would go defense. It's minus 700 that the Chargers would ultimately go offense. You want to make a stand on that either way?
1: All right, so here's the deal. Imagine a world, Dan. You're a Charger fan, right? Imagine a world and a defense that includes Joey Bosa, Melvin Ingram, right? Chris Harris. Casey Hayward, Desmond King, Nasir Adderley, Derwin James, and oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, Simmons in the damn middle is the linebacker. you got to be kidding me. There is no way if Simmons is on the board at number six that the Chargers don't take him. I'm telling you that right now. Chargers, if Simmons is there, gone.
0: Or Jameis Winston in their back pocket.
1: Absolutely. They have options. It's not even you have options. Like, you have more than just this draft.
0: I agree with you. And listen, tell me that that's not a win. Those aren't win now moves, Joe. Yes. They sign Chris Harris. That's a yes. win now move. Yep. They sign uh, Linval Joseph to plug up the middle. That's a win yep. now move.
1: Yeah. Or you were, to- and worry about finding the quarterback in the future next year. Because I, listen, if, right, Tyrod plays well, or if Jameis, let's say, is your bad. You don't have to worry about it. You don't have to take a risk in a year where your doctors couldn't see quarterbacks, where right. there's question marks about this kid from more. You don't have to risk it. Go yeah. out and make yourself. Simmons Joe. on the board. Your defense is what San that's Francisco right. was last year. Right. You are basically being shut down. Defense. Nobody's scoring on you.
0: He's the. And remember, Derwin James was out for 13 games last year. That's an all-pro safety. So it was Adderley. Year. Adderley was out too. So. And and getting Linval Joseph to plug up the run defense. That's a win now move. Yep. Getting Chris Harris. And again, don't forget
1: they have to beat Patrick Mahomes. Absolutely. So, you ain't going to be Patrick Mahomes with a rookie. You know, so, you're not going to be a, with
0: a rookie quarterback. So, honestly, uh, he, the Chargers, and on offense, they have playmakers left and right for days. Yep. Okay. And I've said this. We all talk about Jameis Winston, ha, 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 30 interceptions. Philip Rivers was throwing up 50 50 balls left and right. Not okay? happening, dude. As well. So, I don't know. And could it be? I talk about Cam Newton as like the most attractive option, but you you put Tarod and Jameis, Jameis on a one year prove it deal, and you say, let the best man win.
1: And you Just tell him, don't I, screw it up with that defense. Don't screw it up. That's all I can say. That's the quarterback. Don't screw it up. If you can go get Cam or if you can go get Jameis or maybe Those even get not, a, a no. reliable backup in, um, you know, you, you do it. You don't give the reins to that defense, that team, but a kid. to a kid who's never taken a snap from center.
0: And yeah. if you're going to do that, you don't you sign don't. Chris Harris in the free agent, no. market. You don't no. sign Lindbergh. They're a win now, up. guys. Chargers are, win, are win, now. win now. Win now.
1: And you've got to beat Patrick Mahomes. You're not going to beat Patrick Mahomes with anybody, any quarterback in this draft. Or are you in all likelihood going to beat him with Tyrod Taylor unless your defense is about as stout as it comes? And guess what? If Simmons is on that board, that is one of the most ferocious defenses we'll have seen in a long time, barring injuries. But to me, that's your game plan. You give me any prop, anything that has uh, Justin Herbert outside the top ten guys, and you're going to be cashing huge, and I mean huge, tickets this, uh, this draft.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm starting to come on your side with the Chargers because if they are win now, and not only their roster, Joe, but the fact that you're moving into a new stadium, you know, there's a lot of reasons that you want to strike when the iron's hot instead of kicking the can down the road until Tua or Herbert or anybody else. You know what's De- better out.
1: than your future quarterback? Winning damn games and beating Kansas that's City. That'll get you right. more than and you know. Put your
0: butts in seats exactly. in a new stadium, you know, or get buzz in a new media market. So I'm starting to come to your side, Joe, especially, but the reason they can do that, Joe, and that's what I said at the top of this segment, the reason they can do that is because in this year, unlike any other, you have legitimate veterans of, you know, call it what you want, high quality, starter level caliber people Mm -hmm. sitting on the street unemployed right now, and you don't have to trade up or use your draft pick. You have options for that. I would not be surprised, Joe, if Jameis Winston on a one-year prove a deal or Cam Newton is the Chargers' answer because they see a win-now roster and why turn it over to a rookie?
1: Yeah, and makes no sense, and uh, and we'll keep that going. Guys, we'll play the what-if game here, taking a look at this uh, draft, but uh, that is something you need to consider. What if the Chargers don't go quarterback? Uh, That changes a whole lot of perspective and a whole lot of bets for me, uh, certainly on draft day. But we'll talk about more of those. We'll do that coming up next. Here he is, Dane Martinez. I am Joe Ranieri. It is the early line here on The Grid. It is sportsgrid.com. We'll be right back. Now told me that you are too busy, too busy with Dave, too busy with Mish, too busy uh, helping everyone with their technical problems. I will never, ever be too busy for coast to coast, everybody else can wait. Every time I call you, no matter when it is, because I've had a number of problems, you're like a Coke dealer. You answer every time. The Sports Grid Network All right. Welcome back into the early line here on the grid. It is SportsGrid.com. I'm Joe Ranieri. He is Dane Martinez. As we continue to take a look here at the uh, at the 2020 NFL Draft, just a week away, and we have uh, basically uh, talked ourselves into the fact that the Chargers uh, would be absolute fools, and I mean fools, to go with either. Uh, Herbert or Tua in this uh, draft at number six. And our reasoning behind it is that you are just so stacked on defense that you have a veteran presence quarterback, which, uh, you know, you have done nothing but heap praise upon. And anybody that you drafted six is going to have to start right away. And with that defense in that division against Patrick Mahomes, there is no way either of those two quarterbacks you are going to uh, risk at all uh, going up uh, against the Kansas City Chiefs. And with that defense and with Boza and Ingram, and we went through this list, especially if Simmons is on that board at number six, where there is a good chance he will be, then you have completed a defense that could very well be one of the best in the league next year. In a division against the best offense in the league, you are now competitive. So Dane and I are on the same page here where – screw quarterbacks like to me Tua will go into top 10 either the Dolphins take them or somebody trades up if the Chargers when the Chargers pass uh, Herbert to me is going to be somebody that's going to be later on in the first round which I'm okay with and we just talked about a little bit with this uh, Chargers team Dane that if you have an early round second pick like they do they are stacked to the hilt in yeah. set members of young secondaries in the back yeah. there that they could certainly off Nasir Adderley. They could offer one of those in a package deal with the pack. But you you want to move up to the first round and go get a guy. I get it, but you are not getting him at six. You get somebody at 25, okay, you don't have to play him. You know, your future of the quarterback can be Jordan Love. It can be Herbert if he's still there. But you are not under any circumstances at number six. Drafting a guy that you have to play and you will have to play them, and to me that's just ludicrous in this day and age right now of doing that.
0: Yeah. So here's the thing, Joe. Their second round pick is uh, number 37 overall, right? And so who's to say that the Easton, the Fromm, the Long, the the fifth
1: pick the next day,
0: right? Or even, or even Jalen Hurts. You know, who's to say that they won't be there? To boil it down for it, like I believe, Joe, that the Chargers roster. Is win now. I believe that the moves the Chargers have already made in the offseason signal that they're winning now. You know, you don't go out and get Chris Harris, who's on the wrong side of 30, to get Linval Joseph, who's on the wrong side of 30, if you're also out of the other side of your mouth saying, hey, let's put, give the keys to the car to a rookie quarterback. Those things just don't align, quite frankly. Okay, and so what I'm seeing by the way the Chargers are spending money Mm -hmm. and by what is still there, they also remember they franchise tagged Hunter Henry, right? They're bringing the band back together, Joe. Okay, so what they need to do is drop a win now above Mm -hmm. average production quarterback into that environment. And I'm sorry, Chargers Mm -hmm. fans, Phillip Rivers was not that last year. Okay, he just wasn't, he was a liability on some aspects. From a turnover standpoint, the same way we talk about Tampa Bay, how Jameis was a liability throwing picks. That's what Philip Rivers was, putting their defense yeah. in a bad position. We say the same thing about the Chicago Bears with the way Mitchell Trubisky played, putting the defense in bad position. If you get whether it's Terod or Cam or another veteran quarterback who can take care of the ball and manage the game effectively, oh by the way, Terod Taylor did this effectively in buffalo under anthony lynn Mm -hmm. like then you can do that and 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 leverage what is a win now roster in all other places so i think they could do this joe without even then spending up to go back into the first round to get a quarterback there and there at number 37 overall are gonna be these second tier guys that they may have a choice of if you know when they do think about the future. But they should be thinking about now, and it looks like that's what they've been doing in the free agency season.
1: You're going to have to um, – they're going to have a decision to make there. And I yeah. – I, you know, everybody uh, seems to think they're just going to uh, either try to jump Miami to get one of these two guys. And <laughs> I just don't see how the current state of this team makes any sense to give up any assets to, uh, to right. go and, and draft a guy that you are then going to have to sit on the bench. Like, it doesn't make – it doesn't make any sense, and I'm not convinced either developed. of those two guys are going to have successful NFL careers anyway. Two is one shot away from what? Being on EIL? that's the way he's been, and by the way, they hit a little bit harder in the NFL than they do at LSU. So I, I don't see how any of this, and Anthony Lynn, let's face it, dude, you got to start winning some games. You like You got to make it to the playoffs yeah. here, or your leash is short too.
0: Right. He does not have that time. He's been on the hot seat already. You and I thought he might have gotten fired after this year. Right? So you don't have the luxury of two years to develop your quarterback. The cycles don't sync up for the Chargers. Nope. They need to win now because the coach is under pressure. They're signing older veterans, and their roster is quality.
1: Defense is ridiculous. So they've got options there, and that means then that whole draft is going to... Right. Um shape up a lot differently than what people think. I also seem to think, too, that there's another thing to take into consideration here with this draft, because. Got a lot of first year head coaches this year uh, in the draft, and there is no way that it's hard enough being a first year head coach. It's even harder, given the circumstances surrounding this year and this draft. And also consider this, guys, whoever these teams go out and draft. There is a good shot. Teams won't even be able to see these guys or be able to work with these guys until July or August, right? So again, that all that, don't forget after the draft, and it's usually the rookie symposium and that your rookies, sh- all of that's out guys. So like it, it, they are going to be behind the April. Now for a guy like Andy Reid and uh, and Belichick and Sean Payton, sure. great. We can overcome. We're good. Like we've got our systems in play, but you know, if you're the Giants head coach, Carolina's. You got, I mean, so now you also have to consider that. I mean, which one of the, if I'm going into the draft knowing, all right, Carolina, are you rebuilding or not rebuilding? I'm not even sure what the hell you're doing, but you got a new quarterback. You got yourself a running back now for the next five years. Congratulations. If you're in win now mode and you got a rookie quarterback you need to draft in that number seven spot as close to a damn starter as going to be you have to go you kind of have to draft that way i don't think a lot of teams this year especially the first year hud coaches are in positions dane where they can go we'll draft them we'll see what we got right. down there like i don't i don't think that happens i think guys are going to try to go and get the best player on the board at any one particular time and let the chips fall what it may, because there's nothing normal about this. You're gonna draft a guy and may not be able to see him until
0: July or August, Dave. That's crazy. Yep, it absolutely is. And so look, let's let's apply this, Joe. All right. In the first in the top ten. Right. Right. You got a new coach in Washington. Yep. You got a new coach in New York. New you got an old a,
1: coach, though. Uh, Carolina, and Rivera's a little different,
0: yes. He has a system, but he's right. still got to establish it with those players. Right, 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 exactly, yes. So in Carolina, you got a new coach. The other place in the top ten, Joe, where there's a new coach is number ten at Cleveland, right? And so let me ask you this. Cleveland, yeah. as we play the offense-defense game, yep. right, there's heavy juice to the over, Joe. It's like minus 700 for the over, plus 450 that they would go defense. I have been talking... And you and I, I think, are on the same page that we believe, hey, now there's an adult in that locker room, you know, trying to establish a culture with fancy coming in. We think it's a lot better than what Freddie Kitchens was exposing the Browns being outcoached yep. on a week-to-week basis. They've already gotten Austin Hooper the tight end. They already signed Jack Conklin. They did lose a defensive linebacker and Joe Schobert, mm-hmm. But I think, personally, they're going to try to look to protect Baker Mayfield and that they are connected to one of those four offensive linemen, A, do you agree with them at Cleveland? Does them being a new coach mean even more getting the best player available? And do you think they're going offense?
1: I, you know, here's the other problem. New GM. You got yeah. a new GM and a new coach, and neither of these guys have spent two minutes with the team, like any of these players. I, and, and Joe Judge is the same damn thing. This right. poor guy, at least he's got Dave Gettleman. Who has who a feel at least for the players he has? But I mean, this is you're, the Giants have a new coach they've never even met. Like, okay, like he's got no feel for it. The same situation in Cleveland. You got you you cleared house. So now you've got a new coach, new philosophy, new GM. And I don't have any idea really outside of what I've seen. I don't know who these players are. I ain't got a clue. Um, so yeah, it, it's vitally important that on paper, you look down at that at number 10 if you're Cleveland and go, All right, we're pretty stocked in the thing. Give me the best. Yeah, and, or give me the best player on the board. I don't think in the top 10, you are going to go wrong at all because there's a good shot. One of these idiotic GMs is going to do something that we're like, Well, is going to reach and roll the dice. And that's going to end up leaving a player that probably shouldn't be on the board on the board. And then to me, and that's where it gets very tricky from a betting perspective, guys, is if there is a player on the board in the top ten as as we go down the list that should not have been there. And then all of a sudden a team is faced with, all right, I could use this. This is the prudent thing, but. How the hell do I pass up on yeah. on having so and that's the that's the trick. I mean, it seems pretty straightforward with the odds. But to me, that's where it could get crazy, is that if in the top 10, you get one lunatic who is willing to sell the farm or move up or do one of these types, like Chicago and Trubisky or like, you know, RG3 or anything along those lines, then hold on to your hat, Dane. It could be just a total everything that we think makes sense. Now you're going to have teams just going, well, he wasn't supposed to be here, so now I'm going to take him.
0: And that's what you have, (laughs) Joe. What you're describing is, in essence, the ripple effect. It really
1: is, especially in the top ten. Especially in the top ten.
0: And that's what we talked about, right? Like, it's everyone assumes that Tua and Herbert will be gone five and six. But if that doesn't happen, right, then the ripple effect is another team may trade up to go get them. Or a team like Jacksonville, right, might be like, yeah, 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 we're giving Gardner Minshew a shot. But if two is still there, eh, we can throw that out the window and go yep. for him, you know? And we're talking about like the Jets at eleven, right? Yep. If all of a sudden those offensive linemen are still there, yep. then oh happy day kind of thing, right? So I yep. do think you're right. There's ripple effects and these things are all connected to each other. The one team, Joe, in the top ten okay, that has really short odds. It's really mm. a coin flip for them, you know, in terms of which way they'll go mm-hmm. in the first round, and we've talked about this, okay? So Detroit, Carolina, Jacksonville, heavy juice to the defense, right? Miami, the Chargers, uh, the Cardinals, and the Browns, right. heavy juice to the offensive side, right. okay? They're not even hanging Washington or Cincinnati because we know about those two. Right. The one team left in the top 10 where it's pretty even, Joe, is the New York football Giants at four. We have talked about this. There's the idea of the offensive lineman, their pick of the litter of O-line, or the idea of Simmons slash right? And so for a lot of teams, the positions they would go to are both on the offensive side of the ball or both on the defensive side of the ball. With the Giants, we think it's offensive line or defensive stud. So right here for the Giants, it's minus 170, Joe, that they'll go offense and it's plus 135 that they'll go defense, a.k.a. Simmons, right? So uh, everything I'm hearing, you hear Gettleman, and the folks up here in New York seem to be the buzz, the beat reporters seem to be saying that they are leaning O-linemen to be that first offensive lineman off the board. But you seem to love the potential of Simmons on any defense that lands him.
1: I, the only thing to the Giants to me have to worry about, listen, Gettleman is tied to Daniel Jones. So Gettleman is not about to not protect Daniel Jones because the more Daniel Jones is protected, um, the more Dave Gettleman's job is protected. So he's going to protect his asset and his ass. But to me, the problem, what you got to worry about the Giants and not that it's a worry is that who's willing to move up to the Giants? Now, if the Giants trade back down then all bets are off as far as what they may do depending on how far they move down. But I think if you are the Giants, it would be great for them to sit there and get that first offensive lineman that they love. But if somebody's willing to trade up, then the Giants are going to get more assets. They're going to drop down a few, and then the question is... Are they still available? Where are they going to go? And, I mean, are they going to go... You know, could, could it very well be where it's that offensive lineman still? Because I'm assuming nobody's moving up to get an offensive lineman. Right. So it, it may just depend on how far they might still be able to get their guy. And to me, gain a couple of extra picks along the way. So I, Giants, I think, are in a good spot there. But I, if Gettleman's picking it for, there is no way he is not protecting his arse or his quarterback he's going out and getting the best offensive lineman there is. So at minus 170, yeah, I, it, guys, it's, the, it's probably the most profitable bet on the board.
0: And then by that reasoning, Joe, mm-hmm. by that reasoning, Isaiah Simmons would be there at six. That's,
1: again, that's, it couldn't, you know I mean? could, I'd rather be lucky than good, Dane. So if you get that lunatic GM that says, we got to have this guy and he picks up the phones to the Giants, for as much crap as we've given Dave Gettleman, I'd rather be lucky than good, Dane.
0: Or if they just go o line right? If it, yeah. play, it can very easily, Joe, play out, you know, like this is very easy in the realm of possibility. I think all favored to do so, in fact, right? right. As for the fan FanDuel, you go Joe Burrow, you go Chase Young, you go Akuda at three.
1: And what, Dane, I don't even think it's the Chargers. I, I think it's the Jags who have two number one picks. So they've got two number ones to be able to move up to the Giants spot, and then four and nine. So they have assets to be able to do that if they love Tua or Herbert. You know, they could probably stay there and still get Herbert, but...
0: And to your point, then, if the Giants did go, if that that flop happened, right? Mm -hmm. And the Minshew love is all bull. Bull, exactly correct, yep. The Giants moving down to nine in that situation. That's three, that's three. That's three number
1: him. one picks. Then
0: that's three. And they still mm-hmm. have a choice of offensive linemen.
1: Yep, and and everything else. So I mean, that's you know, Gettleman. I'd rather be lucky than good. And oh, if it's that's
0: one, off the hook. if it's you got,
1: get that one GM that's got an itch, and that what uh, the Giants, I think, are going to be in a position. They don't want
0: to fall too far. No, no. And again, I don't think
1: it's going to come total. from the clouds. I think it's going to come from within the top ten. And you know, if you can get now all of a sudden three picks in the first round, you're you've got to think about that. But A lot of what-ifs. We'll talk mock drafts coming up uh, tomorrow here. And, of course, more ways uh, for you to be able to profit in this draft coming your way this week here on The Grid. So be safe. Dane and I will be back tomorrow. It is the early line on SportsGrid.com. Stay safe.